Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 26th day of March, and this, the year of our Lord, 2021. And on this report, I will be talking about how a few foreign policy blunders have exposed what passes for the Biden administration to the whole world as the AIDS dementia patient with old unrealistic expectations that it really is. Another possible title for this report might be America as laughingstock for the world, especially Russia and China. For the Castle family, we look up at the sky from the deck of our Germantown home and we can see nothing wrong, but we feel down in our very souls that there is something wrong. However, it is officially spring now and the weather is beautiful on most days. We are all healthy, including the family daughter in her California seclusion. I will start this report by saying that under normal circumstances, Joe Biden's handlers, having learned their lesson, do not let him talk to foreign leaders, certainly not alone. So most of the conversations he was referring to with Vladimir Putin occurred while he was vice president. That is, if they occurred at all, his recollection of them was, however, on March 16th of this year, and therein lies the rub, Joe Biden was a braggart and a blowhard long before he became president of the United States. For evidence of that, I will reference and submit his corn pop story, whereby he was supposed to have bested a street thug named Corn Pop. Since that side of him is well known, his recent interview on ABC News with George Stephanopoulos was disingenuous in that the interviewer must have known of his disability as well as his penchant for bragging. His tendency to glorify himself was egged on by George Stephanopoulos, who should have known better. He knew or should have known that President Biden suffers from dementia and at times can't remember that he is president and not Kamala Harris. When the interview started, Biden could not seem to help himself. The report of the Democrat National Committee That accused Russia of interfering in the election to help Trump was raised by Stephanopoulos as a backdrop to his questions. Biden responded that he had told Putin there would be serious consequences and so forth, etc. Then he went on to say that while in Putin's office, he recalled President Bush's words that he looked into Putin's soul. President Bush was trying to indicate that The two leaders saw things eye to eye and that he considered him trustworthy. Biden, on the other hand, supposedly said to Putin, quote, I looked in your eyes and I don't think you have a soul, end quote. Biden, who is reported to be a devout Catholic, should know what an idiotic, unchristian thing to say that is. To say it about the leader of Russia is just so unthinking, so unprofessional. It's hard to see any leader saying it to another. The statement is bad enough, but then it got worse. In a discussion about various Russians Putin had supposedly assassinated abroad, Stephanopoulos asked Biden, if he thinks Putin is a killer, Biden replied, I do. So he told the premier of Russia that he had no soul and then said on national television that the Russian premier is a killer. Putin reacted in his usual calm way, just smiled, When he was told about the interview, he later said when asked about it that as for his American colleague, he wishes him good health. I could imagine that Putin remembers other insults and slights by Biden over the years, such as his referring to Putin as the KGB thug in charge of Russia. 
These are things one does not say to foreign leaders, especially Russians, who have exceptionally long memories. These people both have thousands of nuclear missiles at their disposal, so it is shocking to think that the President of the United States would stoke his own ego at the risk of danger to the United States, especially since he is so obviously cognitively impaired when Biden, Biden, when he is lucid, obviously believes that he has the upper hand with Russia and that Russia is without options. I would think that Putin probably sees Biden as the demented unfortunate that he appears to be, but the Russian people, fueled by their press, were outraged by the comments a Russian diplomatic minister said, quote, this is the first time in history that an American leader has allowed himself a rude and unsubstantiated statement about Russia. Even in Soviet times, when the confrontation between the powers was at its peak, not a single American president allowed himself to speak out in this way against a Soviet leader. These statements offend not only the president, but the entire country, all our citizens, end quote. This incident marks one of the low points in American diplomatic history. This man, who is supposed to be the leader of the free world, can't even speak in coherent sentences except to insult one of the most heavily armed nations on earth. One can easily see why Biden's handlers will not let him talk to foreign leaders. But instead, Kamala Harris gets those calls. It's hard to overstate the importance of this incident because wars have started over lesser statements. Donald Trump, with all his bluster, his narcissism, never allowed himself to slip into public insults against Vladimir Putin. What about Biden's killer statement on the merits? Is it true? Well, suppose he did have Russian defectors killed on foreign soil. Isn't that what countries do, i.e. act in their own best interest? I guess Biden forgot about President Obama's kill list, whereby he met in the Oval Office each Tuesday morning and watched on video as over 100 names were presented for him to decide who would live and who would die. What about the death by drone of Anwar al-Awlaki? an American citizen in Yemen, or many other deaths too numerous to count. I suppose that as the indispensable nation, American presidents are not accountable for such things. Such obvious hypocrisy is so very unbecoming, so unprofessional, that it is shameful. He will never, ever be able to sit with Putin again or attend any joint meetings. How then can differences between us ever be resolved? Putin, it seems, decided to have a little sport at Biden's expense and rub American noses in their mess at the same time. Quote, I've just thought of this now. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it basically live, as it is called, without any delays and directly in an open, direct discussion. It seems to me that would be interesting for the people of Russia and for the people of the United States. I don't want to put this off for long. I want to go to the Tiaga this weekend to react, relax a little so we could do it tomorrow, Monday. We are ready at any time convenient for the American side, end quote. Well, nice try, Vlad, and thanks for making our humiliation so obvious to the whole world. I'm sure you know that our president can't answer a simple question or speak to Congress, let alone debate you live with no prep time. I suppose I should be grateful that Putin has chosen to laugh openly at Biden and hold the more typical Russian response for later. This incident damaged, perhaps irreparably, the U.S. relationship with Russia. Now, as Putin said, the United States only wants a hegemonic relationship with Russia. So, to Russians, that is unacceptable. If that were not enough, 
to call Biden's foreign policy a geopolitical disaster, his Secretary of State conducted a disastrous first meeting with his Chinese counterpart, the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, and the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, a holdover from the Hillary Clinton State Department, decided to meet with their Chinese counterparts in Anchorage, Alaska, a location convenient for both groups, the meeting. In Anchorage was billed as a free and frank discussion of views. It appears that Blinken and Sullivan intended to read the Chinese the riot act about the way the Biden administration expected them to behave in this world. Blinken used phrases such as deeply concerned over Chinese actions regarding Hong Kong, Taiwan, and other contested areas, and especially its cyber attacks against the United States. This behavior Blinken said threatens the rules-based order that maintains global security. He might as well have added that these are rules you are required to follow, but we are not required to follow because we control world opinion. Whatever he meant by the statement, it did not go well. Yang, the Chinese diplomat speaking through an interpreter, replied, quote, the United States does not have the qualifications to address China from a position of strength, end quote. There is a very impolite translation of what that phrase means, but it's not suitable for this report. Yang went on to lecture the Americans for 20 minutes about how the U.S. capitulation to Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other radical revolutionary groups puts the U.S. in no position to lecture China about morality. Whichever nation is most at fault, whichever has the least morality, it was nevertheless a diplomatic disaster for the United States. You don't have the qualifications anymore. No response from the United States means, I've called your bluff, Mr. Blinken, and unless you want to talk as equals, this meeting is over. The Chinese have now passed the United States in total number of naval ships they are developing through genetic manipulation, artificial intelligence, and robotics, and I might add theft from the United States, a high-tech army, and they are a force to be reckoned with. The U.S., on the other hand, continues to concentrate its military resources on finding generals who are down with the calls, more than preparing to fight a conventional war against the Chinese. Women in combat, transsexuals in uniform, purging so-called extremists are all far more important to this administration than war fighting. The safety of the nation sometimes depends on the military, and I therefore argue that warfighting ability and preparation should be job number one, and whatever is second should be way, way behind. Internationally, an attitude of contempt for America seems to be forming. America and its leaders. Who are the peers of the President of the United States, folks? Congress or the Senate? Cabinet members? Bureaucrats? No, no, his, his peers are the leaders of other nations. What do they think of this man and the image he presents to the world? Suffering from obvious dementia, at least China knows for sure he's corrupt and he can be bought the U.S. economy, over $28 trillion in debt, running an almost $4 trillion deficit, millions unemployed, businesses failing in record numbers, U.S. troops still in Afghanistan, migrants overrunning our borders by the tens of thousands. The leaders of other nations know we have now surrendered our moral authority. Finally, folks, Mr. Yang's response that the United States does not have the qualifications to address China from a position of strength was referring to moral strength more than military. 
We do not have enough moral standing to address the communist Chinese from a moral standpoint. A very sad moment in a geopolitical disaster. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.